Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. Hey, John. What's up, Chris? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a fantastic day. It's a fantastic day. Fantabulistic. Here on the 30th of June. Yeah, well, it's, uh, well, whenever people are listening to this, it's the 1st of July. Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> 1st of July. It's July 4th weekend, John. That's true. The most American of all holidays. It, it is the most American <laughs> of all holidays. <laughs> Literally, it's the first American holiday. And uh, in celebration... Um, this is going to be the most American of all podcasts. I like it. <laughs> we got lots of bald eagles in the room with us today. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're I, I don't know. We're not treading on a bunch we're of snakes. In, we're wearing cowboy boots. That's true. And uh, no, we're not. We're not treading on. We're, we're, we won't let anyone tread on us. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, tr- that's true. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people that are lining up outside the door to tread on us, and we're not letting them do it. <laughs> They're in their sadly faces. mistaken. Not today, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so, John, what have you what have you been up to in this build up to July Fourth weekend? So, I mean, honestly, like over the weekend, I don't know that I did a ton of like inter- entertainment stuff. Ah, no, hmm. I did. I have something big that I haven't talked to you about. Oh, went to see Finding Dory. Oh, nice. How was it? It was great. Um, it was, is so, it a rehash of Finding Nemo? No. And I was worried about that. Like I was worried about that kind of going in where I was like, Oh, what is this going to be? But they like, it, it honestly, like by the end of it, whenever it finished up and the credits roll and things like that, I was like, man, it totally makes sense yeah. that they would want to do this story because the one loose, like loose end, whenever you finish Finding Nemo is Dory. You know? Right, right. And, uh, I was appreciative of the fact that like, I, I kind of worried about like the, uh, the sequel syndrome where like you bring in a lot of the same characters and it's just, you know, uh, we're doing a lot of the same jokes and things like that. And I was honestly worried about that for the first few minutes because you do see, um, at the, in the first like 15 minutes, maybe you are reintroduced to some of these characters that we encountered in the adventure in finding Nemo. Yeah. But then does it feel hokey? Uh, from that point on, like it's all new, basically all oh, new characters okay. except for the core cast. Right. Um, and then it kind of you know goes into the brand new jokes. I was laughing my head off. There's a, a few characters specifically that just stand out, and I'm like, those are some of my favorite characters in Pixar movies. Period. And it's uh, it's a it's a fun romp. Does There's it feel a- like a cash grab? I was worried at first that it might, like during the first like ten minutes, but no, it doesn't. Does it like, feel like they've run out of ideas? It does not feel like they've run out of ideas. It feels like this was an idea that they that that like I said, it fits perfectly within this world because you wonder like should they have called it something from? besides finding Dory? No, dang it, maybe. I mean, so the only thing like is with with sequels like this where you do yeah. like a finding whatever. Like yeah. I think about Alice later earlier this year. There was Alice through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Um. Right? Was that what it was called? Uh, yeah, I think no, so. The uh, what was the was first one? Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah. And this was Alice through the Looking Glass. Sure. I didn't realize in for the first couple times that Did I saw you watch it, it. I didn't see it, but okay. no, not a lot of people saw it. It flopped big yeah. time. Um, but and they spent a lot of money on the thing. Anyway, um, I didn't realize that it was really like a sequel to that first one. So it was like, if you really liked the first oh, one, like really? a lot of well, people why did. Why don't you think it's a sequel? Well, because it doesn't. It's not Alice in Wonderland two colon through the Looking Glass. It was just Alice through the Looking Glass. 
So it's just the only two similar names were Alice. And so I was just like, I don't know. I thought we already did the uh, the Alice in Wonderland story uh, in live action recently. And we did because this was a sequel, not the same story again. So I, anyway, but with Finding Dory, it's clearly a, uh, a sequel. Dory is a big enough character to, I think... Um, bring a lot of people in and you know she's a big enough character in that first movie to where you're like oh yeah that's a character from finding nemo that's a must be a sequel um but yeah dude it was it was hilarious like and you know me i get emotional in movies chris i cried in this one so if Mm. that tells you anything like but you know going in as kind of like a uh a, well, I, I have the best hopes for this, but I'm not really sure what to expect as far as, you know, a rehash or as far as the same characters or the same jokes or a lot of that sort of thing. Um, but they did a very good job. And like I said, I, by the end of it, I was an emotional wreck, Chris. Within the first, honestly, because they do, they, they do go into like Dory's backstory and things like that. Within, within the first like few minutes i was already kind of set up as an emotional wreck and then we got into the section where i was like "Eh, this is a lot of the same characters and then it gets into the thing where i'm an emotional wreck again for the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. so where it's just like oh my gosh tugging on those heartstrings chris Mm -hmm. all those heartstrings that i have just tugging on pulling on oh yeah anyway so i saw that cool yeah um that's awesome I guess I'll have to go see that. So I've I've been on this thing lately where I, I want to see all these movies and I I haven't seen them. So I wanted to see Central Intelligence. Oh, Didn't go see that. Yeah, that looks um, awesome. I wanted to see The Shallows. I haven't gone to see that. We thought about making it an oceanic double feature. You should have. <laughs> Two uh, very different movies. Uh, I wanted to see... What's the other one that came out last weekend? Um, uh, there's Central Intelligence, The Shallows, and there's another one. I don't remember, Chris. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Um, while you do, another thing that we did this weekend, I'm going to just lay this out there. We went and played uh, Rocket League at Fultron's house with a bunch of people. And there was a hilarious and awesome moment in there where it was uh, they, were, they were playing 4v4 online with other people. So there's four people on the couch you know, playing. And three of the four had never played Rocket League before. And wow. it was amazing. One of the f- most like awesome and uh and, and and amazing situations that i've ever seen in uh in my years of gaming chris wow where it was just like it was hilarious to watch watch everybody just get so into the games and like they won so much it's tarzan and it's out this weekend i'm mistaken i'm sorry yeah that's david yates new one i know i like david yates i like david yates he did a great job directed on harry the, potter uh, harry potter he's directing uh, fantastic beasts and where to find I them i don't know how well tarzan is being received from critics. I mean, look on Rotten Tomatoes, John. You should look on Rotten Tomatoes because I, in my mind, I think it's not being where very well received. It's got a thirty-four percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. However, I believe both Central Intelligence, yep, sixty-six percent. So that's still nice. Fresh. That's doing great. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not great. Well, it's not great. Yeah, it's not you the ninety percent or whatever. No. Uh, Finding Dory, ninety-four percent. Yeah. The Shallows, 74%. That's ah. pretty good. That's almost fresh. Or, or certified fresh. Like, the certified fresh is 75%. So what's amazing to me about, like, Central Intelligence and then The Shallows, it, new IP, like, new uh, new franchises yeah. or new movies yeah. have a harder time getting those epic scores. Like, it doesn't surprise me that Finding Dory is up there because it's like, you already, you know, know and love this thing. Yeah. Um, and it's Pixar. And, yeah, the short in front of it was amazing as well. Just to let you know. I'm not really... So, another thing that opens this weekend is the BFG. 
I'm not yeah. I'm not really feeling it, man. They were doing a screening of the BFG uh, yeah. whenever we went to go see Finding Dory. And I was like, oh, and Catherine said, oh, that would have been the perfect way to go see that because... Yeah, you wouldn't have to pay for it. Exactly. Um, and so, anyway, I it's supposedly... It's got a 71% right yeah, now. Yeah, supposedly it's okay. Like, supposedly it's doing... Like, it's... it's 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 Steven Spielberg's thing, and honestly, there was a uh, there was a trailer for it that wasn't just a trailer for the movie, but it had like interviews with uh, Steven Spielberg and some of the other uh, people involved in making the film, and then hmm. some of the the actors, and uh, and that was the first time that I was like, oh, I I wouldn't mind seeing that movie, so I'll probably rent it like whenever it comes out. The BFG, the BFG, which from Doom, BFG means a completely different thing. Than uh, the big friendly giant. Mm, mm-hmm. True. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever initially I, I, somebody was like, "Oh, let's," you know, we're making the BFG movie. I was like, "Well, I had a very different movie <laughs> in my mind." What? I was like, oh, "I don't know." Um, something that Rocket Raccoon would love. It's true. He uses a lot of BFGs. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this weekend uh, we also both. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. I finished, uh, this week I finished um, Silicon Valley. Nice. It was a great end to the third season. I was about to say, what season? I didn't know if we were on two or three. This is three. So, actually, is this, hang on, now you got me second guessing Mm, myself, I'm sorry. I apologize, Chris. Why do you, why do you have to You should just go with your first instinct. It's probably three. Yeah. I think it's been on for three years. I'm sure it is. Actually, I'm not sure it is now. But they're you know, different like, se- like types of seasons right. too. So let's see here. Okay, yeah. so it's got 29 episodes. So yeah, we just finished season three. Yeah, right. see season three. Okay, there you go. And uh, if like what never ceases to amaze me is how they continue to innovate this show. Mm-hmm. This is like the same characters, same kind of conceit, and same like uh, same um, setting this season. But even like, but they're in completely different places than they were in the first season and in the second season in terms of like the, the character development and just the development of the story. Like it progresses from episode to episode so far, and yeah. it's really cool, dude. Like in terms of the writing, and they bring things in. You know, they'll mention things um, that like the, the, some of the things I don't, some of the references I don't necessarily get. Um, people who are like insiders on in, at, in Silicon Valley, like, they totally Super get it. Super hip to the technology. But, like, I get some of the things, you know, like, they talked about Slack, like, last week. Nice. And, you know, like, they'll, they'll talk about stuff that I, like, yes, I, I get that, and I understand that. And then, and then it'll be something, like, completely off the wall. I'm like, I don't get that <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, and so talk just, about teraflops, Chris. Uh, actually, I think they probably, they probably do. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool, like, insight into the tech world. And, it, of course, it's, it's a very, like, it's a very blown up, exaggerated yeah. version of the tech world. Of course. But it's it's a lot of fun. And th- one of the cool things, like, I, 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 I feel like the, it's Mike Judd, Judge who does the, who directs the show and created the show. And then the actors, like, so they're all, like, down to earth people. And, like, so, like, the, the. Silicon Valley actors, like they went to E3, they're hanging out at one of the booths and stuff like that. That's right. And like they're like, like really like down to earth kind of guys. They're chill. Yeah. It's like they're people that you would you would probably go hang out with. Basically, anytime TJ Miller opens his mouth, like I just start laughing. Just because he's just a funny guy and the way he says things is just hilarious. That's really funny. Yeah. I like it. That's, uh, pr- that's an accurate thing. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I'm there with you. It's He almost can't even talk because I'm just laughing all the time. He, this is spoilers for the last latest Transformers. 
He was the best part of the latest Transformers. He made it okay to watch, and then they killed him. <laughs> Within the first, like, 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like, for, the for like, m- the majority of the movie, he was not in it. He was mm, dead. Not happy about that. <laughs> what in the world? He was, like I said, he was dead. He was dead. Flat out dead. Dead. <laughs> dead. Oh, my gosh. Um, so the amazing thing to me, like I like television shows and that one is, is one of the, the shows that does this where they move things. Like we're at the end of an episode. You're like, how did we get all of that in, in this episode? Yeah. Like, how did we get all that character development with all those different characters in? Um, whereas like some shows it's like, you barely see any movement from like, you can skip like four episodes uh-huh. and then come back and you're like, no, yeah. we're in the same place. You Dealing cannot do that. On no, this. not at all. You know, like that's like, you know. Um, that's why I liked The Good Wife, which uh, which ended this season. I'm, I'm waiting until it comes out on uh, on Blu-ray to grab the Blu-ray and watch the last season or whatever. But like, that's one of the reasons why I like that show. Um, another thing about that show, you said it's overblown, mm-hmm. but isn't every show like basically just an overblown of different like cop dramas? They're overblown because if you were really gonna do a cop drama, it would be like a bunch of paperwork. Well, I mean, kind of, you know, like, <laughs> but. Uh, over the top, I guess is what I That's should say. Like, there you go. because you know, so for instance, one of the characters is um, uh, he's basically the head of a Google-like organization. Mm. Okay, and while the things that they portray him doing and having the organization do, for instance, you know, like uh, he blatantly has them filter out bad press about themselves at one point out of their search engine, the Huli search engine, uh, and so like. Sure, Google might do that, but that mm-hmm. like those are just like those are the kooky like crazy people who talk about like well you know Google you know filters out all this other blah 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 yeah. or Facebook suppresses all these kind of posts or oh, that's that's the crazy people okay well this one this makes that real <laughs> and says they're that's doing really it funny. and and blatantly doing it you that's know so really like funny. that's what I mean in like over the top like let's take like what we consider that to be sense. like abnormal like that doesn't happen kind of stuff like oh it happens <laughs> like conspiracy kind of stuff yes. oh yeah. yeah yeah it's happening guys <laughs> right that's amazing <laughs> so you know in that sense it's like well this is completely overblown or is it or is it chris <laughs> would you even know i don't know i don't know i don't know we never know because they actually I mean, they're filtering they're filtering us right now yeah this podcast filtered, filtered. <laughs> i also finished friends oh nice so you're moving on to your next big summer uh, TV project. So I'm doing. Uh, there's an interlude here. Okay. Okay. So Friends was a big project. I thought you were gonna dive right into Breaking Bad, Chris. Nope. Friends was a big project. I needed kind of a palate cleanser from Friends, and I know that that, that Breaking Bad is a, a total palate cleanser. I mean, I, I was about to say I don't think you can get much more different than Friends. But I need to like ease my way into it. Okay. Um, because, so I need to transition to hour long shows. Okay. Because Friends is a half hour. That's true. Okay. And, and how that works in my life. Well, very nugget sized things like half hour shows are so appealing because it's, they're a half right. hour. Like well, and the, and you the can thing just was, let them play. I would normally, like the thing was I, I would usually like watch two of them anyway. So it's like, I was watching an hour long show, but you know, you just don't think of it like that. It's, it's like whenever you play 20 matches of, uh, <laughs> of Rocket League. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've been playing for four hours. Yeah, it's like you might as well have been playing Batman for four hours exactly. rather than Rocket League, but doesn't seem the same. So I'm kind of like transitioning into like what that looks like in my life. Right. All right. And so I chose another hour-long drama that I've been wanting to finish that I started a long time ago, but like just came out with their second season, and apparently it's really good, is Bloodline. Mm. has Kyle Chandler in it. Mm-hmm. I love Kyle Chandler. Um, he... Used to be on one of my other favorite shows, Early Edition. Nice. 
tomorrow's newspaper today. Dude, I, I love loved early edition. I know. The theme I, song. Or the theme the song for first the first season. Mm-hmm. I, so I have the first season of early edition, and I need to like pick up the other. I could sing it right now, Chris. No. I need to pick up the other episode, or so not, seasons of early edition, because I, I the other day I was like, man, I want to go back and watch that. He was That's also right. on Friday Night Lights. Which, right. I, which I have not seen, which is also on my to-watch list, okay? But anyway, he's in Bloodline. Fantastic show. Uh, like, the, the way that they're revealing everything in the show is really cool, okay? So, uh, basically, like, the, the, the setup is the oldest child of this family who owns this uh, resort kind of bed and breakfast thing on one, in one of the Florida in the Keys. Hmm. Uh, he, he comes back home. For their like 40th anniversary or something, I can't remember exactly. He shows back up. He's been gone for a long time. There's a lot of secrets that this family like kind of has, but they're kind of like okay right now. But then like he comes back and like kind of like starts opening up like, well, what's going on here? And what, well, what's going on with like the island? Kyle Chandler plays a policeman, and then they find a burned body, and also you know like there's that's amazing. There's different levels of like mystery that, and then somehow I think they're going to intertwine. And there's some like flash forwards. It seems like. And, and like you see, like and the flash forwards, like episode one, and then there's a flash forward in episode two that is before the flash forward in episode one. What if? And a flash forward in episode three that's a uh, that's before the the other two flash forwards. What if? So like you're flash moving sideways. It's no. If they flash sideways, I'm out. <laughs> but the but the like it's like the the it's like they're coming they're meeting each other. It seems that's like cool. at one point. That's really cool. Hopefully by the end of the season. And this doesn't go on for five seasons like on air. I, I would imagine that they probably will come together at the, yes. uh, the thing. So, like, it's – but, like, the way I want you to get a T-shirt. It's, and it's not, like, prevalent. You know, it's not like – some of it happens in kind of, like, it looks like there's their memories, you know? Like, yeah. It, it's not, like, Lost or, like, Arrow where they just completely remove you all of a sudden from yeah. the action. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, happens really organically. Kind of within. Yes. Yeah. And so – yeah, it's it's. I really like the way that they're doing it, and uh, what's interesting is like this is a Netflix show. They don't need quote unquote commercial breaks, but they kind of put those breaks in there. So it kind of like it makes it feel more natural in terms of like what you're used to from a television show, like a network show, than uh, say Daredevil. You know, yeah. Daredevil just kind of like starts and then goes. Right. This puts in those breaks and I really it's like almost like each episode kind of has like an act one and an act two and an act three yeah I, I'm just really liking the writing in this in this series that's awesome that's awesome man yeah I just wanted you to get a shirt that says flash sideways and I'm out <laughs> flash sideways and I'm out <laughs> oh, always flash sideways and I'm out <laughs> <laughs> all right that's enough of that foolishness of course it's time for stay on topic topic Um, awesome. So, Chris, yeah. the one other thing that you hinted that we might talk about I earlier. alluded to. Yes. And then completely, like, left turned on was PlayStation VR. Over the weekend, we had a chance, mm-hmm. to, an opportunity to play some PlayStation VR at a Best Buy nearby. Yes, we near did. Near us. We did. <laughs> at a Best Buy near you. <laughs> Which, honestly... Putting it out there to you guys, to, to the audience, there's probably a Best Buy near you that has PlayStation VR. Yeah, I pull mean, up the website. Let, yeah. Let's give them the URL. Okay, let me see. Uh, we'll post it on samtargetpodcast.com. Was I supposed to post it. links last week? 
I don't think there was any links. Were oh, there. I posted some. We posted the uh, the links to the Butter is Better Bake Shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I never posted those. You never sent those. I did those. Okay, I did those. Okay. I, I added them. Uh, Thank whenever you, John. I posted the, uh, I appreciate the file. It. So yeah, Thank we're you. good. It was awesome. That's that's amazing. I'm glad. To, so, I, I, like the next day, I remember like it was, I don't even like that was a weird week last week. <sighs> well, it was really late whenever we did the podcast. We need to tell that story, John. It's what time story? for a story. Okay, story time with Chris. Story. Everybody. Come on together. Chris is going to tell a story. So after the podcast last week, we kind of like, there was a couple times whenever we were like, is that thunder? I think we even said it on the podcast. Is that thunder? That's right. Yes, it was indeed thunder. And afterward, uh, so it was really late. Uh, Fultron was driving home. I was driving, like we recorded at John's house, so I was driving home. But John needed to go pick up his car where I live. Okay, so we had to drive like what is normally what? Maybe a 35-minute drive? Yeah, you know? Maybe. We get no further than like like so we start walking out the door and it, it like starts pouring down rain for like a second and then it's like it lightens up for a second so we're like okay we gotta just bolt to the car in between right. the, in between the, in this lull in the rain we get in the car and it's just like the storm of all storms the mother of storms if you will the storms from which all other storms spawn they are birthed was on, from this storm was on top of Nashville Tennessee. And there were just lightning bolts going everywhere, both in the clouds and down on the ground. Like the the rain was just coming in sheets. People were pulling over on the side of the road. Like you couldn't go faster than twenty five without hydroplaning. It took us like an hour and a half to get down to this place in uh, Murfreesboro. It was crazy, crazy. It was nuts. And uh, we listened to Blink One Eighty Two the whole way on That's cassette. Right. That's hey, right. Actually. I'm going to post something on standtargetpodcast.com. There's a really cool, uh, uh, it's a three-minute kind of mini, super mini doc uh, by a, uh, I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel, but they do a lot of these things that are kind of like 99%. Uh, have you ever listened to the podcast 99% Invisible? Yes. It's kind of like that. Cool. Where it kind of takes like these these cool like businesses or like cool ideas and kind of like, you know, dives into them. But they did a video on the last remaining cassette factory in the U.S. That's really cool. It is in Missouri. I think it's Springfield, Missouri. I can't remember exactly, but it's in Missouri, and it's the the owner talking about it and talking about what they do and how they've had a uh, resurgence of uh, people wanting cassette tapes made in the past few years. And That's how awesome. He, he feels he's like he, he feels like he, it's his responsibility to pass on this knowledge on how to do this to the next generation. He's like because there's lots of people who know how to do it, but they're all my age, and so he's trying to like keep this going. And it's really cool. I'll post that at, at stayontargetpodcast.com. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but any, we were listening to Blink-182 and Cassette probably made in that Cassette Factory. Yeah. And it was wild. It was a crazy time. I, I So whenever we got back uh, and I got in my own car or whatever and it was like just pouring down rain, the way back it was like windy, but it wasn't rainy much anymore. Like after yeah. once, once we like kind of got down there, got split off or whatever, for, you went back to your house and I was going back to my house. Yeah. It was like windy, but it wasn't rainy anymore. And I was just like, this is just the weirdest storm and the weirdest <laughs> night. It was very strange. So the website for the PlayStation VR, uh, so you can experience it. The try of PSVR is super long. It is playstation.com forward slash en dash us. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's a we'll lot of forward slash. Go to stayontargetpodcast.com. Yeah. We'll post it there. You can see if PlayStation VR is coming to a Best Buy near you. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, mean, is it always Best Buy? I don't know. I think it is. I think like they have a, a thing with Best Buy. No, maybe not. Maybe not all Best Buys. Okay. Um, so there's just kiosks. Possibly coming to a... To a uh, a store near you. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was there. Like, you go there and... Um, 
uh, they've set up this kind of booth. It took about seven minutes per person. We stood in line for a couple hours uh, to to see that. Um, it, sh- it was only between a couple, like between noon and six or something like that. Yeah. And it's there if you're in the Nashville- right after us. They kind of closed down the line, like yeah. won't let anybody else in. So, if you're yeah. in the Nashville area and you're listening, I think it's there this weekend, That's this right. Friday. So so tomorrow or when you're listening to this, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, the first and, then, and the second, and then I think next weekend as well. Yeah, I think so. I can look uh, in our area between like between like one and six both nights or both days i believe something like that yes i will give you the exact specifics all right so we got there stood in line they had a variety of demos uh one of them was this weird like we watched all of them we didn't play all of them correct uh there was this weird kind of like soccer thing where you just hit a soccer ball with your head with your face yeah with your face basically it was uh it did not look fun (laughs) it looked okay so it, it mixed like horror and soccer? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was very strange because so, you're like in this prison, I guess. It looks like a prison camp. Like I expected zombies to come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, like someone's like ye- like yelling at you over a uh, uh, a speaker system. Yeah. And uh, the, like there's a silhouette of a guard tower, and there's like a fence around with, with barbed, barbed wire, wire at the yeah. top. It's like there's like crows what? flying over. Are they are they forcing you to play soccer for their amusement? I don't. I, yeah. I, I, I want to know the backstory of this. Are game. you playing soccer to amuse the prisoners on the inside? Are you actually outside? I, that might be. Is this all just a mind game, Chris? And then, like in between the different setups, so they had multiple setups, whereas like it got progressively more complicated, right? right? And uh, and in between each one, all the lights would go off. Yeah. And then, like whenever the lights would come back on, there would be like mannequins in front of you. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's like Bioshock. <laughs> and you're like, why on <laughs> earth are we mixing soccer, <laughs> horror, and VR? It's like I don't well, want- John. Horror and VR, I understand. It's the soccer mix <laughs> that makes no sense at all. That's true. What I want is more horror in my soccer games. Yeah, well, man, that's probably what they thought, John. They Okay, they're like, okay, we have this soccer demo. This just really is just really bland. How do we spice it up? Horror elements. Horror. We, we, wanna, we want you to feel like somebody's going to jump out at you or a zombie's going to bite you in the face every turn, time you turn around. It was weird. Uh, so was really we, we didn't play that one. There's also like the shark demo where like you're in yeah. this, you're a diver in this cage and the sharks like swim around you and stuff. That would have been cool. Yeah. And I probably would have played it had there been no cage and the sharks, you were trying to like get away from the sharks. So that was a part, like, so that game um, or that experience was a piece of uh, what comes with the pack that you've gotten. Like the, uh, so it's, it's the worlds, the PlayStation worlds. Yeah. If you pre, if you pre-order like the, I forget what it's called, but it's like the deluxe edition of PSVR. It comes with two move controllers, uh, the actual the PlayStation Eye, if you, in case you don't have it, which I don't. And then it comes with like this uh, demo disc of sorts. It's kind of like I can't remember if there was something akin to that with the uh, with the Connect. It wasn't Connect. Connect Adventures was what came with Connect, right? And that or, was like the or if you like the Wii Sports thing, like whenever they originally launched yeah, the Wii, it had it, like a few different types of uh, motion control games, right? And so, like anyway, this this shark thing comes with it. Um, so I was like, well, I don't need to play that because I'll play that later, right? Uh, then um, there was E Valkyrie, which yeah. I did play. Yeah, that was so. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. And then there was um, what was the one that you played? It was like this tank thing. <sighs> what was it called? It was, it was called? called Battle Something or Other Battle Tank, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Is is the battle tank, battle world, battle? Yeah, it was like battle world. Yeah, was, like I don't know. It was, it was battle something or other. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a t- kind of a tank VR game that was very cool. Right. Um. And then what was the last one? It was Res like, Infinite. Was that what it was? No, or no, no, no. You're right. I wanted to play that. Yeah. Super I, hypercube. Yeah. Super super hypercube. Where you just put blocks into holes. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you think about Tetris, but in like complete 3D. Or 
think about working in a warehouse trying to stack everything in a manner in which you can fit everything in. Or do you remember, Chris, whenever we would do like uh, the in high school, we mm. would go on like tour with like uh, yes. the Allstate. Yes, we uh, put the luggage choir. underneath the bus. That's right. That's what it's I like. I was a master at that, John. You were a master at that. I was really good. And it was amazing that you would get much better as like the, <laughs> the tour went on. Yeah, you'd be like, we have all this extra space. <laughs> yeah, it's like, does anybody have like a... Either that or we've been losing bags along the way. <laughs> That's an easy way to get more space, Chris. It's <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, it's like... <laughs> this bag never fits. Well, so this, Oops. So yeah, that's the thing. So uh, what, was, what was hilarious was you'd always have like one person. So everyone has like the, the same kind of like... And I'm sure airport handlers, like if you're listening while you're like throwing bags in the airport right now you like totally like relate to this <laughs> you're you're chuckling you're like these guys get me so you know like regular like luggage you know like it's generally around the same size same dimensions whatever then there's like this moron who brings <laughs> this huge duffel bag that you fit like three bodies into <laughs> and you're just like why why do this you can't put it on the bottom you can't put it on the top if they put anything in it that's gonna get like that can get broken will get broken like it's just like there's this is a lose lose all the way around <laughs> of course oh man yeah then <laughs> those bags inevitably would just be like all right Time for the crazy and they're one. Always, they're always heavier than the other ones for some reason. Like I don't know. Because they under- decide to bring their like accordion collection. And there's no yeah. There's and there's no like there's no frame to it, so it can't support itself properly. Oh, gosh, man. Frustration, man. Frustration. Anyway, so, so this game is like that. Where like I think like I'm you know maybe go back this weekend. Like I might go back tomorrow. I don't know. Oh. Depends on what goes on. Because like so the oh, time. That's a genius idea. I should go over Nashville, lunch. It's uh it's Friday 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. So mm. that's uh that's that's uh the first of July. Mm. The second of July it is 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. and then then it goes the next weekend as well. So Dude, you can check out those times. I'm probably going to take a late lunch. I might do the same. I go look at my calendar, but take a late lunch. See if I can just show up straight at like one. Yeah, be the first one in line. Be the first one in line and like play something. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And then so like I feel Maybe. like I feel like I might try to play Super Hypercube next time because I played the battle uh, the the battle tank yeah. game this time. Yeah. Um very fun. Uh it was the, the most like first person shooter esque yeah. one. Um and so that's what why I, I wanted to play. That's it. what I really want. Um is a first person shooter in VR. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um it was wild. So then the Super Hypercube is like it's a puzzle kind of game. Unless they let me play, there's one experience in the um in the worlds. Mm-hmm that I would like to play. It's called heist. Mm. And I asked her about it. Cause it was, the, I was like, do you guys have anything that uses the move wands? Cause yeah. none of the games they were demoing used the move wands. Yeah. And she said, well, we do have one, but we can't play it here. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, it's called heist. It's in the London, like the, the world ones It's called London heist. And it's got a lot of language in it. The thing was, I couldn't hear anything as I was standing there watching, really. That's, that's correct. Because I, like, I assumed t- it was going to be violent in I, some I, way. I could tell that there were sounds going on and like kind of what the sounds were, but I couldn't like understand any like words. Right. So like my thing is, if I'm going to try to convince whoever is giving mm. the demo, Interesting. show them my ID, that I am of age, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that it is age appropriate for me, and, uh, and try to play that game just to see like what the move wands yeah, yeah. feel like within it. Because I think that's the one thing that I'm like curious about. The, the thing that I'm most curious about is how do these move wands work? And like it's, I mean, because that's older technology working with newer technology. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just want to know how does that feel? Yeah. Um, and what's that like? So. Anyway, I'm gonna try to do that. If I can't do that, I'll probably do the uh, the super hypercube thing just to to get a different kind of a, a thing. So something I did want to talk about was uh, I want to talk first. I want to talk about like just the overall feel of this thing. Okay, 
felt really good on my head. Like I wasn't expecting it to ha- to feel as good as it did. It doesn't feel awkward. It feels really comfortable. Yeah. It feels like I could wear it for a really long time. It doesn't like fog up. Like I can wear my glasses with it at the same time, which is awesome. I like, was surprised they, how roomy it was. They fit under. Yeah, they fit underneath there fine. Um, the uh, I did wonder. Like I think it come. Does it come with those specific? Uh, Headphones? No, I think you can use almost any type you of headphones. You can, but it comes with headphones want. too. Does it really? Yeah. Okay. I, it probably does come Maybe, with those. I don't know if it ones. comes with those headphones or comes with uh, earbuds. Either way, I want. I do want some head, headphones. I need to check that out. I, I want headphones that like cover my ears like that, but yeah. I want ones that like have a microphone. So if I want, like, want to play with my friends, I can. Yeah. I guess. I don't know if there's any VR games that you can actually play with friends though. The Enterprise one. Either way. Um, but yeah, so like number one, it, it felt really good. And then I, it, I don't know what I expected, but I kind of expected it to feel like a, the 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 face hugger from yeah. Alien. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it didn't feel at all like that. No, definitely not. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, and nothing burst out of my chest. <laughs> no, no, it, it didn't feel like the chest bursters either. <laughs> Did you know this is, oh, that uh, apparently Naomi Rapace is coming back for the follow-up to Prometheus. Holy cow. Because before she was not going oh to. Oh my gosh, Call like alien something. That makes me called. way more excited about this. I know. Like, because that's what. That's, I was really bummed out. That's my next. For a while. Like, that was my next thing. Like, was like, what happens? Yeah. I, I still hope that, I hope that Fassbender's back. Oh, gosh. And I will miss Charlie's Theron just because I, everything she's in is just amazing. So good. She does a great job. Uh, but. Alas, she cannot come back. Spoilers <laughs> for a four-year-old movie. I mean, we yes, that's true. We do give spoilers out for a lot of a lot of old things. Chris, you don't know why she can't come back. I haven't said that. That's true. So it's still <laughs> a there's, surprise. There's still some excitement there. I think, like honestly, like knowing, like if you know, like one or two things, like big spoilers about that movie i still don't think it ruins the movie the movie is so much different stuff like the reason that i like it is a lot of different yeah because it's like so crazy yeah it's like there's a lot of different reasons that i like it and all of them like any one of them it's like well like that's sort of cool but it's like all of them together yeah are the reason that i like the movie yeah. and so it's like knowing one or two things like it, the, the the movie doesn't hinge on one moment or one thing or one character it, it's it, true it's a you know, it's a true ensemble of uh, of items that that I love. Cartman, <laughs> an ensemble. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, geez. Uh, you're right. I don't even know what we're talking about. PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah, the, the VR. Okay, so the VR feels really good. Yeah. The experience, John. It was it odd? It was odd. I like. I loved it. It was like. I've never felt anything quite like it. Yeah, so this is what was crazy. Like, literally about 10 seconds after I put my head inside the VR unit, I forgot that I was inside Best Buy. Yeah, me and too. It, it's super responsive. It looks great. Like, it, like, feel, it makes you, it tricks your mind into believing you're there. Yeah. And that's really cool. To the point where I'm sitting in this tank and like I can see the controls and the screens and I'm like, how far away is that screen? Yeah. And so I put out my hand to like touch the screen and yeah. I was like, whoa. That's weird. The, like the only thing, like I, I wish the volume had been a little bit louder. Whenever I play, it'll be louder for sure because yeah. I could still like hear, like you know, oh, I need a person on aisle three, you know that kind of stuff. And 
And so I, I, that kind of broke me out of the fact that I was in a spaceship flying through space yeah. on the E-Valkyrie. But, like, literally, like, I can look around and follow people. Like, you know, like, if I'm in this dogfight or whatever, I can, like, follow them with my eyes while I'm, like, still steering this ship. And it felt like the ship was heavy and, yeah. like, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And, like, this feels really cool. Like, I can't – like, what I – this is my dream right now. Is like I can't wait until I'm inside some kind of race car. I think there's a drive club uh, VR experience. There's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. So like if I'm sitting in inside a car in drive club mm. and I'm able to race a car like inside VR. Yeah. Because I never use car view. Like in whenever I'm racing never. in like Forza or no. whatever, I'm never using car view. But this I will. But for sure you would have to because like oh, you could yeah. look, you could like look your way around the corners, which is not yeah. possible. Because I feel like my field of view. That's why I don't use it. Right. Is I feel like my field of view is so closed off. It's really I, obscured. Right. And so like whenever uh, whenever you're in VR, like you'd be able to just like turn your head. Yeah. Because that was what was I was doing the tank thing, and it's like I could be shooting one direction and looking at this other uh, enemy that was coming in from a different direction, yeah. thinking, okay, as soon as this one goes down, I'm gonna pan over here and grab that one. Look down at my radar that's in front of me, identify somebody coming around behind me. I start yeah. turning my head that way. You know, it's it's it was just a very cool kind of a uh, a situation um, with like. Being able to look and, and and do these things because and that's why like the, the you mentioned uh, like a first person shooter. Mm. I feel like that, like the VR thing, the first successful like VR shoot, first person shooter will be amazing because there's going to be a whole new axis of control that you didn't have before. Yeah. Um, the equivalent of which I think would be whenever I first played with like a right analog stick, mm-hmm. um, a first person shooter, because they were very clunky before where you like use the buttons on the right to like go forward and sideways and strafe and stuff and then use the other one to look around. Mm-hmm. And so then whenever you have the dual analog, it just was like, whoa. Why didn't we like? Why haven't we been doing this forever? Yeah. Um. And then so this was kind of like that where I was like, man, if I can be shooting over there and looking over there, oh yeah, it just makes sense. Great. Dude, can you imagine doing like mm. zombies like that? Oh my gosh, that would help so much. I know. Because you could like you could rather than having to like flip around and and take mm-hmm. your gun away from where you're looking yeah. to check and make sure there's no zombies sneaking up on your left. I know. You could just glance over. I know. Wow. We'll get there eventually. Man, that's amazing. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, so that was uh, that was my. So uh, the other thing I did want to mention: the graphics on the E Valkyrie were definitely the prettiest graphics that they had on all the demos. Mm-hmm. Um, Most realistic looking. Yeah, the best textures. Right, and the best like colors and explosions and that sort of thing. Um, the the tank one that I was in, it kind of looked like a. Uh, it was very stylized, as if you were in like a VR kind of a tank or yeah. like a simulated kind of a, a battle, and uh, so that was very cool. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm interested to try some of these other things. Yeah, the, the main main point I really want to hit on is the fact that I was still kind of on the fence about PlayStation VR. I pre ordered it. And I'm excited about the possibility and what I thought, like, I could expect with it. I wasn't sure yet if I was 100% bought in. Yeah. I'm 100% in. Nice. After that. I like it. Yeah. That's great. That's great news, Chris. I'm so excited. I wish it were October already. (laughs) I'm also tired of 95 degree heat. Oh, my gosh, Chris. (laughs) It's only June. Like, well... I guess it's July now, but it it's it usually doesn't get this hot until late July, early August. I and it's already this hot. Number one, mm. I have been kind of almost like it's a, it's I'm, I'm, I've been bad. <laughs> I've been consciously avoiding the gym because it's so hot because I hate it. <laughs> but I was there the other day and it was so hot and I was so sweaty. 
I was trying to do burpees, yeah. and I was slipping oh. all over the floor. Mm. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't mm. do them right because mm. I was just sweating so mm. much. Like, I kept chalking up my hands. Like, literally two minutes later, all gone, sweating. What's really funny? So I uh, occasionally do like hot yoga, right? Yeah. Which like hot yoga, they'll crank it up. Like, you could do it outside right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like they had the air conditioner on at hot yoga the other <laughs> week because it was like too hot. Like because the windows or whatever are right there, and so it's like there's enough heat coming in just inherently into that room. There's something wrong, John. <laughs> just uh, hot yoga to keep it at like you know ninety degrees or whatever. If they had to turn on the air, that's insane. It's like really. Oh my gosh. It's insane. The news! The news, Chris. The news. So, we've got three things to talk about here. Okay. Um, and one of them is not like the others. So, which do you want to do the two that are similar and then the one that isn't similar? Or do you want to do the one that's similar and then do the two that aren't similar? Or do you want to sandwich the one that's not similar right in between the two that are similar? How do you want to go about the news, Chris? <sighs> Got two games and then one... Two that are similar first. Slash, okay, two that, are, two that are similar first. The Division Underground DLC has dropped. Yes, I'm so ready for this. So, uh, I don't know why I sound like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan. That's good. Um, so maybe it's because that's who your character is in the division. That is not correct. That is not correct. Mine's some emo looking guy. I like it. That's awesome. All I know is I had to get the, uh, the flag, the American flag neck tattoo. So this is the, this is the most American podcast we've had in a long time. Maybe not the most patriotic because we did have the, the, there was a patriotic episode where didn't we like read the Gettysburg address or no, no, that was on Lincoln's birthday. Yeah, I did. I did the, I think last year. Was it last year or was it two years Man, ago? Man, I don't know. These all run together now. But at one point, <laughs> like I read doing like this the for a long time, Chris. Declaration of Independence or like the Constitution or something That's like right. that. I don't, I don't really remember. That's right. It was the Declaration of yeah. Independence. Um, anyway, so obviously with the patriotic thing in the division, my character has the American flag uh, neck tattoo. Had to. Yeah. It's amazing. Mine does too. That's it kind of makes me want to get an American flag neck tattoo. It does. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Um, Did you opt for the... There was like a slightly faded one, and um, then there was like this brightly colored one that was waving. I did the brightly colored wave. No, I did one. the other one actually. Ah. It looks more vintage and faded. Looks like you know worn. I'm I a, like I'm it. A, I'm a vintage kind of guy. See, I wanted it to be bold. Like if it was, ah. if I was gonna go there, yeah. I was gonna go there, and I make a point to not wear scarves or gaiters or anything mm, in that game. That cover it up. Yeah, because it's like pfft, I don't need this. I don't need a. I don't need a gaiter that matches my jacket. Mm. I just need my American flag to be to be shown. Interesting. Anyway, so the Division Underground DLC has dropped. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's got a lot of new stuff in it. Yep, they've changed a lot of uh, a lot of the game. There was a few rough little things about the start, but it seems to have leveled out at this yep. point. What I'm, what I'm still see. loving about the Division in, in this expansion kind of continues it is the fact that the uh, it's it's. It's easy to hop right back in and kind of like level up to where you need to be. Like they don't lock this gear behind some kind of crazy wall where you're like you're just like completely unable to get it, or it's yeah. just completely random and you know, like might take two hundred hours. Like right. I still love jumping into the division whenever these things drop, picking it up, do some new things, uh, you know, getting some new gear and uh, and seeing what I can see. And and yeah. this new uh, this new drop it has a new 
um, what do they call them? Incursion. incursion yeah. yeah, a new incursion and this whole underground kind of thing. Hopefully, I think there's isn't there story content that goes along with it? Yes. And uh, hopefully some achievements. I'm not really sure yet. And so I'm super excited. Very cool. I think I, per your note about you know being able to kind of get in, uh, not necessarily having to do it every single day. That's really nice because like if you have like one one night of prep. And then you can do basically whatever you want the next night. You know, you can basically spend uh, a few hours, get up to level, and then the next, you know, the next couple hours you can go and, and do whatever you were trying to get up to level in order to do. So um, it doesn't feel like you're on such a so much of a treadmill all the time. For real. Um, yes. Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. So the next <laughs> piece of news. I'm just gonna breeze right past it. I don't, I don't it, know Chris. why I start saying that. You were about to say something, and I'm just gonna breeze right past it. That's fine. Bioshock. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. So it's being released for next gen consoles. It's going to be Bioshock 1, 2, Bioshock Infinite with all the DLC for every single one of them. That's wild. Oh man. I never played any of the DLC for any of them and I've only really played Bioshock 1. I've I never played Infinite John. because I kept thinking Infinite came at the late cycle. So I was like, this is the perfect candidate for a remaster. Mm hmm. And, you know, even to the point where I remember on the, uh, whenever I was testing out, you know, I was playing around a little bit in your game of yeah. Bioshock Infinite, there's like this film filter that you can add to yeah, it. It yeah. makes it look gorgeous, yeah. but it introduced a little bit of control lag. Yeah, which was fine. Which was fine, right. But I'm imagining that this updated version will have that, that sheen, but will not have the control lag whenever it's on or whatever. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, Chris. Yeah, it's supposed I'm to, excited. it's going to be running in uh, 1080p, 60 frames a second across the board all of the games uh i'm interested to see how that feels because like the other games were not 60 frames a second yeah and sometimes like for horror games you know like what you just said like with the film filter or whatever like i don't i'm interested to see if uh it will feel the same yeah either way these games are gorgeous they're so much fun to play they're oh so gosh. different from each other uh i love all of that i never played bioshock 2 and while I, I heard the game, the actual main game wasn't the best, some of uh, the series fans, like their favorite Bioshock content is the uh, the expansion Minerva's Den. Right. Um, and I think the the same guy who did uh, Gone Home right. did uh, Minerva's Den. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like all, just one guy, but he was the, the game lead. Right. And so I'm really excited to dive into that game, get to the point where I can play Minerva's Den. And I'm, I'm going to play all this again. Oh, yeah. Like... Great story. It's, Are it's you one hundred percent it all again? Because like, yes. there's multiple paths. There's multiple endings for some of this stuff. So, okay. So like the yeah. Well, the first game has multiple ending, endings. I don't know if I'll do that because that takes some time. Yeah. But uh, I have already like priced out the game guides on Amazon. Mm. So I'm gonna. I played through. There's some games I will play through with guides, like Call of Duties. I usually play yeah. through with guides, and um, I played through the. Uh, Bioshock Infinite with the guide. Yeah, I actually liked it. They didn't spoil the story at all, nice. and it it actually uh, made me feel like I got the entire story because I was able to collect all the audio diaries and so much of that story is told in the audio diaries. Yeah. I was able to see and and get all the achievements, so I was seeing all the like secret things and Easter eggs hidden everywhere, and so That's I cool. really felt like I was able to get the complete experience. Yeah, and I'm gonna go back through this time and do the same thing in Bioshock One because while I can, I think I. Got most of the audio diaries the first time around. There were some that were locked off because I'd already like passed that point in the story right. or whatever, and all that kind of stuff. Because like some of the times, you know, like there's these floors you can you can go back to other floors on the elevator, and, but like a lot of times it's like, well, this whole floor is destroyed now. Yeah, I was about to say there's like in, there's like <laughs> environmental things that happen to change things, yeah. and like where it's like, well, you just can't even get there anymore, you know? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna 
get the guides, play both these with the guides. And I, and I, I think that's a really cool way. Cause like I did the first one, um, but it's been a long time since I've done the first one, but it's like, I remember all the key points of like the story and stuff. Yeah. So I think, but I never did, I never did anything where I found like the secrets or all the audio diaries and things. Yeah. So I think that's a really cool way to go about it where it's a different kind of an experience, yep. but it's the same game. That's the you know? idea. Yeah. I don't want to like just have the same experience over again because that was such a unique experience yeah. and a different time in my life and all right. that kind of stuff. And so I, I want to have a, a another unique experience. I think this will uh, provide a more comprehensive look at the game and the game world and the story. And uh, the, the one thing I really like is having a physical guide on my lap while I yeah. play, like looking at the pages and like, you know, going through and reading this stuff rather than like some online guide. I'm not, I'm not, against online guides and yeah. i think the people they're, who invest time into that they're like, great and probably the more extensive than any like paper guide you could get because nah. you can continually add to them and well update i was gonna them. well that's so true yeah you like new things you, you can update them i was gonna say in terms of like extensiveness not i would say like a lot of times these will like they'll have summaries of what just happened yeah or like they'll have like they'll be broken up in chapters and there'll be cool artwork like mm-hmm. and you know screenshots that a lot of times in the guides that i find online are yeah. just not there True. you know and so True. uh like the one thing like that i do miss when i'm looking at paper guides is like if specific things need some kind of video guide oh where you can gosh. embed those yeah. into vid- into uh pages right. web pages you can't you know obviously in a in a paper guide but um all in all other aspects of it like all the way down to like you know this the artwork normally feels like you're still inside the game you know like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't break me like out of the game where I'm stop looking at my television screen I pull up my web browser on my phone yeah I I happen to see I have a message notification so I kind of like right you know so you get pulled in, out of the game yeah in a different way whenever you're looking on your phone True. or laptop or something than whenever you're looking at just a book that's on your lap True it's and weird which, which is like the weirdest thing like and we should talk about this should be a topic sometime where we talk about like how phones have changed the way we consume various types of media and how it like the immersion of things and that sort of thing. Cause like in some ways, like it's more immersive mm-hmm. and for some experiences it's more immersive, but in other ways it's like, like you said, you get a text and you're like, Oh crap, you know, let me go, you know, and talk to somebody about this now or, yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, I can totally see how the book would be the way to go. And plus, with digital games, like whenever you're talking about a physical disc, like I'm not a huge like collector of the actual disc or whatever. Um, I, I like to have digital games, but with yeah. digital games, you have no physical, um, there, like there's no physical evidence that you even enjoyed this game, you know? True. And so like Bioshock, amazing game. One of my favorite games, um, if I were to think about like in a game experience and I don't have any, like that's, you know, I don't have any, anything to, to signify that game around around my house. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I have, you know, Superman figures, Batman figures, all these different things, but you know, some, some games that involve large portions of, of my time and like what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a physical thing that I can look at and go, Hey, that's, you know, I like that thing. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's always nice to have like a book or to have, I mean, I think you got the, uh, you got some Bioshock figure. Oh as man. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish that, so, yeah. you know, some part of me wishes I'd, you know, I could go back and buy the collector's edition of, Bioshock Infinite with the big right. songbird statue and stuff oh like that. Gosh. Although I like the the like little like things that I got with it. It was right. it was well worth the money. And but like things like you know South Park, the Stick of Truth, right. came with that figure of Cartman, the giant vinyl Cartman. Yeah, and the the new one if you buy it from the uh, the Ubisoft store comes with a new another Cartman uh, statue, and, and you can actually like buy the other one separately. So you could end up That's with the cool. whole team. That's so cool. like I think I'm gonna like try to go that route for that game, you yeah. know. And so 
uh, yeah, I, I like collector's things, you know, things that will help you remember. Like, I'm, I'm pre-ordering the Gears of War statue, still right. undecided which one I'm going to get. But uh, Dude, you got to go with the leather jacket, man. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm I mean, torn. I realize, I realize the armor looks <sighs> cool. I know. But. Like, it, uh, well, this, this is a different discussion. I also have another thought on that, Chris, mm. is that so you're playing through the game. Uh, yeah. You're probably going to have armor on for the majority of the game. So do you want to want the statue to represent what you had on during the game while you were playing? I or, know. You know. That's my thinking. So or do you want it to just be a cool statue? That's, that's kind of where I'm at. This. Uh, so uh, is your next uh, is your next piece of news? Is it game related? No. We should talk about Call of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> Their next expansion trailer just dropped. That's right. And there are dragons. There are dragons. Oh my gosh! In the uh, in the zombies, which is the yeah. thing. Like we should specify, there aren't just dragons right. just roaming around the multiplayer true, matches. True. True. Which honestly, let's. Why should? Why aren't there? Yeah, I was about to say, like, what? Wouldn't that just make you want to play the multiplayer more? Yeah. Like if. If you just take and say, okay, the, oh, there's this thing, there's a multiplayer game where you shoot each other and you, you try to capture points. Yeah. So, and there's dragons. I'm in! Oh, yeah, for sure. If you just add the tagline, and there's dragons. For a second. So, like, it, the setting uh, looks like it's, I think it's Stalingrad, old Stalingrad. Yeah. Man, for a second, I thought it was, we're going back to Chernobyl. Oh, man. From um, Modern Warfare 1. Oh, gosh. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And, dude. dude, whenever that game comes out, you, uh, you still haven't played it, have you? I still haven't played that game, I'm going to no. take my game back. It's sitting downstairs. Modern Warfare 1? Yeah. It's on 360. Oh, that's right. sitting down there. So, Chris, I've pretty much moved on from 360. (laughs) Are you going to pre-order? I haven't turned on the 360 Are are you going to pre-order Infinite Warfare? Maybe. Well, if you don't, you won't get Modern Warfare 1. If, like, so next week, (laughs) unless there's, like, something else to talk about, next week we'll talk about, like, what games are coming up. next week. Oh, does it? I think. Are we going to go see that? I I thought we were. I don't know if I see that. We talked about it. On here. I don't know if I see that. Oh. That comes out on the 15th, Chris. The 15th. Oh. So I don't know if we're going to go see that. So what's happening? Oh. But. Oh. The 7th. Throw, we're, we're throwing around some, some big decisions here. We are. Here, we are. Kind of flippantly. Yeah. And we probably should, uh, we should. We should talk about it off air. We'll decide off air. But sometime we'll, we'll run down the games that are coming out this fall and decide while we're on the podcast which games we will um, save up the cash yeah, next, to Yeah. Next buy. week looks good for that. And I don't uh, see anything else. I like that too. So we'll, we'll do that. And so. Uh, on location. On location. And we haven't decided where the location will be yet, but we'll be on location. Okay. And uh, and so yeah, so I'm not sure where I'm at with Call of Duty right now oh, with man. Infinite Warfare. I'm not sure, man. And like, okay. there's just so many many things. Well, we, can just talk, wanna, we can talk about this next week. We want to list it out, and I want to I want to discuss with you, Chris. Okay. And figure out how I feel All about right. it. All right. Discuss our feelings on the podcast. But dragons look really cool. Dragons look really cool. Speaking of dragons. Harry Potter, Chris, oh. is one of these things that I very much enjoy. Yes. There are dragons in that universe. There are. And they're on the woods. Hagrid's keeping them. Yeah. Hidden. He loves them. He gets them from people in random people in cloaks that turn out to be being possessed by the Dark Lord. Anyway, um <laughs> Pottermore. The name whose whose name we do not speak of. That's true. Uh Pottermore, um, uh, which is the uh the website that um author jk rowling posts like short stories too and uh, you can you can buy like the digital copy of the books and uh, lots of things from that site anyway so she has come up with a new story that sets up 
the Ilvermorny School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which is a school of witchcraft and wizardry in the United States. This is where um, Fantastic Beasts takes place, isn't it? Exactly. And so that's what this is kind of setting up, is the uh, the movie for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Nice. And so the story is very cool. There's a cool trailer um, for that story and for setting up kind of that world and things. Um, we'll embed that at standardtargetpodcast.com yeah. and provide a link to the actual story. The story is, uh, is, is you don't have to pay for it or anything. It's just there. It's very cool. It's not quite like a... Uh, I don't go in expecting like it to be like Harry Potter where there's dialogue or anything. It's very right. kind of uh, going over the history of this thing and, and and basically describing the setting and some events that have taken place in a chronological fashion. Yeah. Very exciting still, kind of uh, heartfelt as well at some moments, and uh, and thrilling in a mm. lot of ways, Chris. Ooh, thrilling. There's some very cool things in there. I like it. Where like some twists, some turns that I didn't expect. Mm. Very cool. So that is the news. Things almost time to end this podcast, John. It is almost time. We we didn't have a main a main main segment, but we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of stuff. I feel like uh, this is a pretty robust show. I like it. If you have any topics you want us to talk about next week, since we're not reviewing a movie or a game, I wish I was reviewing Inside. Maybe you might say something about Inside. Yeah, if I have if some, you're if, if I have time, if I so if if, if I don't get stuck on that thing because mm. puzzle games and yeah. me. Ooh. I have so many other games. I, I have to get. I like. I'm almost. I'm kind of on this. Like before the fall happens, I, I'm. I'm almost putting just putting a stop to me buying new games. Mm. Like where I have to finish the games that I'm playing. That makes sense. I have to like. I have to finish Uncharted three and four. Okay, mm. I have them both sitting there. Like that's stupid that they're sitting there and I haven't finished them. Yeah. I have Tomb Raider from last year sitting oh there. Oh my gosh. John. I haven't finished that. Mm. Um, I still have a lot of Battlefront that I want to get into that I haven't finished. Um, you know, things like that. So, you'll just start checking them off the list? Start checking them off. I like it, Chris. Yeah. I like it. Um, so, yeah, send, them, send that to us at Stay on Target with the hashtag Stay on Topic. Oh, yeah. And we will uh, we'll talk about those on the show. I like it. That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. On Twitter at Chris Wright three five zero and John Wright seven 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 and at Stay on Target Pod hashtag Stay on Topic. There you go. Please find us on your podcast service of choice. Subscribe to us, review us, give us all the love, all the stars or, as well, or hate. Well, we can we can, we can take it. I'm good with it. Yeah, <laughs> but we love you, so please don't. Either way, I yes. mean, e- honestly, you know, love hate, we still love you. Yes, exactly. Always. I'll always. Do I give my email out? I can't remember what I do at no, this point. You, you're completely <laughs> lost. The funny thing is, like, I know you're lost, and you're like spinning wheels over there, and I'm just letting it happen. I like it. <laughs> I like you just like letting me drown slowly, like into the sinkhole of just providing all my information, social security number, all that stuff. It's about to come out. Uh, why don't you just pull out your license, Chris, and give us your license <laughs> yes. number and your address? <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.